Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Bobrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you are a new listener, I'd like to welcome you to this ongoing conversation. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to welcome you back to this ongoing conversation that is in its 62nd manifestation or 62nd episode 62 episodes in this is awesome i'm very very happy to be doing this episode today january 6th 2022 awesome considering that so much is going on now that is affiliated with this day um i'm very very um happy to be doing this show today very very grateful for a multitude of reasons reasons that i've spoken about on previous broadcasts uh um one of the reasons why i'm very very happy to be doing this is because i'm thinking about all the people i just found out not too long ago that a very close relative to my family out in haiti has just passed away don't mean to have a a a donnie downer episode it's not going to be that this person was old They, they lived a very long life i think well into their late 70s 80s this was a good person um it's it's, i remember this person from when i was four five six years old visiting haiti and um they were one of the people that made hate made uh going to a different land from new york city made the transition so much more uh so much more fun and enjoyable and exciting and adventurous and uh I'm thinking about them right now because I'm thinking about all the people that have since passed on over the last 24 months. Remember what we've been speaking about the last couple of episodes. Happy's still here. That's that's my theme for, for the new year. That's one of the themes for the new year. Any, anyway, before we get started on a whole lot of things, obviously we're going to do some housekeeping to begin with. One of them being keeping in tune with and keeping with the theme of Happy's still here. Remember that I told you guys on previous episodes that I've been starting my New Year's resolutions and goals and expectations for 2022. I didn't start them January 1st, 2022. I didn't start them December 31st or declare them December 31st, 2021. I started since November 1st, 2021. And I've been using a journaling system where I journal every morning and I journal every single evening since November 1st. I think I'm 60 plus days in at this point um and the journals i've been using have been furnished to me by chavezhouse.com chavez house publishing it's a publishing company that uh publishes independent authors lenore batista being the featured author i'm going to be another featured author author at at some point at the end of this year or maybe mid-year and the journal that i'm using is the an abundant blessed life journal you can find it on chavezhouse.com or you can go on Amazon at Chavez House Publishing, put that in a search engine, and everything that's been um, published or authored by Lenore Batista is from Chavez House. Sometimes you'll, a couple of other books will come in. On um, You'll notice that on the search engine, you'll notice a couple of other books I've noticed when I've gone on the site on uh, Amazon. I'm like, wait, that's not from Chavez House. Why is it, e- is it even coming up? But if you see Lenore Batista, that's the journal. And I'm using the uh, An Abundant Blessed Life Journal. It's what I use every single morning. I I wake up in the morning, whether I'm uh, alarm compels me to wake or not, nature call, then I go right to the journal and I start writing down what I am grateful for. It's an extremely important part of my day. It centers the day around what my gratitude is, what I'm grateful for. So it sets the attitude of the day in gratitude as opposed to, oh, what do I got to do today? I got to make this call. I got to pay that bill. I got to get on the phone with customer service with this. I got this me. I have this meeting. No, no, that's not the attitude. The attitude is happy still here. I'm happy. I am grateful for this, for that, for third. It could be only one thing I'm grateful for. Fine. If it's just one thing, fine. Center on that one thing. And after I do that, then I go about my day. And then by the evening, the journal prompts me to write what, I, what was amazing about today. What, what, what could I have done differently? And these things prompt you 
me to stay in a state of gratitude. Reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's very, very important. Last episode, Happy's Still Here, part two, I spoke about taking actionable steps. Actionable steps. You know, a lot of people like this, you know, tell you to read this, seven habits of highly successful this and this, that, and the third, or, you know, where a lot of us are, you know, uh, watching a bunch of motivational vids, 30-second, 40-second clips of people speaking, hey, you need to do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. And it sounds catchy and they put music behind it. But is it really helping you? Are you really being helped? Because if you're sitting there watching uh, uh, motivational video after motivational video, what are you doing? You're watching other people. But what are you doing? You're not going to get motivated to do what you need to do by watching other people do what they need to do. (laughs) That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You do not get better at being you by watching other people get better at being them. You use them as an example, as a metric, as a model, as an archetype, and then you do you. You don't you can't do you just by watching them. You can shadow them and emulate and imitate and parrot, but you can't just watch and there are a lot of people that are liking and sharing motivational videos and poignant speeches but they're not implementing that into their lives so that's why the journal is such an important part of my life because my journaling puts me in the mode to get things done those are my words it's what i'm grateful for in my particular life i'm owning my reality okay that's what makes that important Reason why I'm bringing that up is because I want everybody to, I was reading something and it was telling, uh, very, very telling. And I actually was reading it and I literally copied the whole thing because I just said, wow, because it, it had so much to do with what we're speaking about. You guys know out there, out there um, that have been listening to me, I don't, I don't, I'm not, bra- this is not a brag. This is not a boast. It's just the way I do this show. The way I do this, I call it an ongoing conversation because it's not rehearsed, because it's like calling one of my friends. Hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, and uh, and then what happens is we end up having this free flowing conversation. That's what this is. But the reason why I, I title my shows in the beginning of the conversation, that way it keeps me relatively on topic because I can ramble. As you guys already know, I can go on and on. I have to stop myself from speaking. I don't run out of things to say. That never happens. I never run out of things to say. That's never happened, not a day in my life. I know how to be quiet, but it's not because due to a lack of things to say. I just I'm just remain quiet. So on this show, this could be literally three, four, five, six hour segment with me just rattling on, just taking water breaks and, and, and nature breaks. That's it. And I'll just keep talking. I can do that, no problem. But that's why I titled the show in the beginning because it gives me uh, uh, parameters to stay within. Even if I do ramble a bit, I come back to the ranch, come back to the confines of the conversation. But um, I'm going to title this one Happy Still Here Again. We're going to stay there because last episode we spoke about actionable steps, things to do to start getting into the new year. And um, I was reading, yeah, like I was saying, I was reading this article and I just said, ah, let me just copy and paste it because it was one of those newspaper articles where I only had three or four. You know how a lot of uh, newspaper websites have a paywall now. They'll let you get two or three free reads for the month and then you have to uh, pay. So what I do is I copy and paste a lot of those articles so I can reread them because sometimes I like to absorb things in several reads and there's certain people that were cited. If it's an expert or whoever, I like to dig deep and to find out who are these people giving me information and how accurate are they. So I, it's sort of a peer review situation before I start rattling off statistics and things that I've read. Uh, just because I read it one time doesn't make it the truth. And just because such and such, it's, it's in the such and such times or post or whatever doesn't make it accurate. So I copy and paste a lot of those, you know, those free um, articles, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, you know, take them and I look at who was quoted. I go and look into their history and see how uh, accurate it is. Uh, in any case, it was speaking about New Year's resolutions. And I found it fascinating 
that um and I'm looking at it right now and I'm just trying to get to that part and I, I, I didn't I didn't understand it, but but it's real. This is what it is. They're saying and this is a study from the University of Scranton, I, I looked, looked it up, a U.S. clinical psychologist, Joseph Luciani, and I looked him up, and he's credible enough. And it said that it's about 80% of people fail to keep their New Year's resolutions. 80%. 80% of individuals. All the stuff that we espouse when we're clinking champagne glasses or we're writing things down or we're saying, I'm going to lose weight this year. And about 70, 80% of our New Year's resolutions has to do with our health. So we're all trying to get in that shape we're trying to get into. And if we're already in shape, we're trying to get in better shape. So much of it is health related. That's one. And a lot of it is relationship related. Then the rest is money. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to be better in my relationships. I'm going to do this. And 80% of us fail at our resolutions. And here's another stat that was interesting. 92% of our resolutions for this year are resolutions that we didn't uh, uh, keep from previous years. So they're recycled resolutions. And I'm saying to myself, man, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. This year, many of the resolutions are um, from last year. A lot of, you know, and I could say, oh, there were mitigating factors. This is the reason why I wasn't able to do this, that, and the third. Eh, okay, okay. You know, my thing is this now. I watched the Olympics this year and I've, I've had, you know, some concerns, not my health per se, but motivation. Motivationally, there have been some concerns due to a lot of other th things going on. And sometimes just getting up and doing the work is, uh, you know, you, you'll, I'd rather find an excuse not to than, than to. And I watched the Special Olympics and I know um, uh, many people that are Paralympians don't like to be looked at as motivation. They say, I'm not your inspiration. I'm just doing me. I'm not here to serve as inspiration for others, etc. except people that are in my situation. And um, I can't help it. I'm looking at the Olympics and I'm saying these dudes are playing basketball in wheelchairs. Okay. This guy is running track and field and he doesn't have a leg. He's using some prosthetic you know, and he's running, running faster than I can with both my legs, running way faster than I can. He could run around, he can run around me twice, lap me. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, um, the whole idea of excuses, what they do when I look at Paralympians is they hold me accountable. You know, so if I have a fitness goal and I may have a certain limitation now because of maybe this happened or this, or maybe I'm feeling a certain way. Yeah, if your right arm isn't feeling too well, that's great. Uh, like me right now, I'm having some sort of crazy rotator cuff tendonitis situation. And I'm like, ah, I can't go to the gym. No. Yes, you can. They have ellipticals. They have bicycles. You can do legs. You can, you can do a, a leg press machine. You can do a, a, a leg curls, quad curls, calf raises. You can do, still can do bicep curls because you don't have to lift your arm. And guess what, people? This is something that I know, and this has been clinically proven. Working out one side of your body does have a net benefit to the other side of the body that's not being worked out. So guess what? My right arm, my right shoulder, which is my dominant hand, is in pain. I have limitations. That doesn't mean now that I stop using the left. It doesn't mean now, oh, yeah, I can't do shoulders because my right hand, so I don't want to do left shoulder raises. And um, now I'm sudden I'm lopsided. And now, no, no, no. There will be a 5 to 10% net benefit to the side that's not being used because of the side that you are using. Remember, it's one body. It's one body. It's not it, it doesn't necessarily go down into halves. Yes, you have a right side and a left side, but your body is working as one. So there's a net benefit for me to actually work out my left shoulder, work it out. Because I have full mobility and full strength. I have full, no limitations. And my right shoulder will benefit 5 to 10%. Even if I can't do that same exercise with my right shoulder, it doesn't mean that I neglect it. See, it's things like that. Holding yourself accountable and saying, yes, there may be limitations. Now I have to work around them. But the, 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 the key word is work. You still work around the limitations. This is very, very important.
So this is why I'm saying just little things. The reason why I'm bringing up health so much and the reason why I brought up health in the last one is even I didn't realize most of our resolutions have to do with our health and we're failing ourselves. We have this great moment of reset and reflect and, uh, with January 1st and we go in with good intentions but with the enthusiasm wears off between January 12th and February 1st. That, that the statistics are showing us that by February 1st, most of us have backtracked on many of the, the resolutions that we've had. Couldn't even last 30 days. And I'm telling you, one of the reasons why is we're not making, we're not making it truly actionable. We're not writing these things down. We're saying them. And that's great. Think it, speak it, do it. That's awesome. But I say think it, write it, speak it, do it. You know, and I was uh, listening to this uh, this uh, individual and he was making great points about that, how people have, a, uh, you know, the key is, and I said it yesterday, falling in love with the mundane and the tedious aspects of your goals. It's not always going to be a highlight reel. It's the work you do. It's the grunt work that you do that grunt, blunt work that you do that really leads to the, the big accomplishments, the big, fancy, shiny accomplishments. You have to do a lot of work before you can walk across a stage and shake the president of your school's hands and graduate with honors. No one sees the times you were eating leftover ramen noodles. You were looking at the food. You didn't have any money and you were studying and you looked at that sandwich and you're saying, is this too old to eat? You're smelling it and going, mm, I don't know, but... You don't have anything else. No one sees that on graduation day. No one was there in the room with you when you had to go through those times where you were you had four, five, six, seven assignments that were due in the morning. And you're saying to yourself, how is this even possible? I have to double check, recheck, do this. I have five 30 page papers due. I've been there. And I'm saying to myself, and I'm looking at the teacher. I, I, I will never forget. I walked into a class Monday morning, 8 a.m., 8.15 class. That teacher said, you have a 20-page paper due in two, three weeks. Next class, 20-page paper due in two, three weeks. Next The whole day, that Monday, every single teacher told me that I owed them at least 20 pages in about a couple of weeks. And, I'm, and I, at the end of the day, I was shell-shocked. Because that's not including all the other assignments and things that are due and everything else I'm doing. I remember going home feeling numb, like, what? Wait, what? I got an A on each and every one of those papers. All of them got done. But let me tell you something. To get that A, I didn't sleep. All I did was wash and go. That's all I did. I washed and go. I, I, I didn't, I don't even remember I was in some sort of weird zone where I was in when I was on autopilot. And it's that autopilot that I'm that I'm uh, 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 what I, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to uh, manifest and recruit and conjure up that autopilot again, because when I'm in that mode where it's like things just got to get done, I can't think about the end product. I have to think about what has to be done today. And it's like we got to break it down in steps. The first step is get tuitiveness. I think I said it a couple of episodes ago. I said you got to get to it to get through it. When I see mail, I open it. I address it. Get to it so you can get through it. When I see things, bills, when I see emails, you don't put, I don't put it off. Oh, this looks like, oh, it's prompt, immediate opening. Oh, priority. Ah, okay, this, this such and such needs to get done. Get to it. That's the thing. That's the thing. The last couple of years have been a little strange, a little bit, you know, off. It's taken some of us out off of our kilter. And it's some industries that we were into. I'll put it to you this way. There's an industry that was very lucrative for me personally that has since disappeared. That used to be my go to industry. What I mean is I knew I knew how to create a little LLC and make my money in this little thing. And I would be able to pull in very significant money per year just doing that. Just doing that. That's disappeared. It's gone. And the last over over the events that have happened the last two years, I can't depend on that anymore. It's disappeared. It's been phased out. So then you go, whoa, where does that leave you pivoting and to pivot? You have to think, you have to think, you have to be, you have to, uh, 
um, look past the limitations, look past the fact that there's pain, look past the fact that this is no longer exists for you, look past that and go, okay, I can use this other side of me, I can do this other thing, I can, I can boost up this other part of my skill set. I remember one time when I twisted my, um, I twisted my ankle um, bad uh, and I was going to the gym with crutches and my bench, I got stronger, my upper body got stronger because I, I, I limped and my, my gym had, uh, it was in this commercial building in New York and I had to go up about 10 to 12 steps just to get to the gym floor because it wasn't on the main floor. You opened up the door and you had to go 10 to 12 steps. This gym was on Jamaica Avenue. I can't remember the name of this gym, but anybody familiar with Queens, New York and Jamaica Avenue was right across the street from um, that movie theater, the Magic Theater is on Archer Avenue. So this was on Jamaica and Parsons right over there on that corner. It was that building across the street from the McDonald's and you open up that door and you go and you look straight up and I have crutches to get there. Sometimes I would either drive, but driving to this area, too, was so very commercial. It was very difficult to get parking, and you had to pay for parking. So you know what I did sometimes? I took a van. which I had to walk crutches, limp four blocks to get on a, a, a shuttle van to take it to that place, which would drop me right in front. And that shuttle van was about $1.50 or $2, as opposed to me driving and have to pay four or five bucks for parking. And I would limp on my left leg because it was my right leg that was injured limp on my left leg all the way up those stairs and I would get on the bench and I would do my curls and I would do my shoulder raises I would do everything else I couldn't do cardio but I would do everything else and my bench went up 15 20 25 pounds I was super strong super strong I didn't let it stop me I pivoted and then by the time I got back to working out my legs were better and my leg fully my ankle fully healed 100% went back to doing what I was doing jumping rope and cycling and, and, and elliptical and all that other stuff no problem and I was actually in better shape with a twisted ankle on crutches with an actual cast on a real cast what are we talking about so it's got to be get to it you got to be get to itiveness if you're not getting to it you're never going to get through it I know it sounds like one of those memes out there, but it's true. It's get to itiveness, then stick to itiveness. You get to it and you stick to it. That's why it's important that we're writing these things down. Because it's a contract with yourself. You can forget something you said. It's very difficult to forget something you wrote because all you have to do is go back to it and go, Oop, I did say I was going to do that, didn't I? You can say something to somebody and they'll and they'll they'll remind you. Remember when you said such and such? And you'll go, you know what? No, I don't remember that. And they'll look at you and say, no, no, I remember specifically when you said such and such. I remember the day, the time, what was going on, what was on TV, everything. And you'll say, nope, nope. Has that ever happened to you? Someone said something to you or you and you said, yeah, remember when you said that? And they're, they're like, no, I, I really I said that. Wow. Wow. It happens to me all the time. I don't remember my podcast. Friends and people who email me remind me that June, I remember you said something and that was very interesting when you said such and such and such and such. And I'll say, I said that? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was episode such and such. I think you were talking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember I told you, free flowing consciousness. You put it out there into the ether. It becomes energy. It's energy. And people pick it up. And I'm, I've already moved on. Yes, it's a part of me, but I've already moved on to something else. I know this very famous hip-hop artist. When, when people speak to this artist about their songs, this artist hardly remembers them. They go, yeah, I did. I said that. Yeah, wow, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. Yeah. Do you? And the people are asking, do you remember what state of mind you were in when you wrote that and blah, blah, blah? And what were you thinking when you said this? And they're like... Sorry to disappoint you. I, I, I just don't, I don't have that information right there to recall just like that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have it, you know? And that's sometimes, that's what happens when we're just speaking and free-flowing, when we write it down. Uh, that's, why, that's why I said yesterday, get the journals. Yeah, I, yes, I'm plugging the journals. Use the journals, the gratitude journals or the free-flowing journals that are just blank pages. Get them, get a journal, write it down, type it, whatever. I have an, uh, 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 an Excel sheet that I'm using right now. As a matter of fact, what is it called now? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in in into my life a little bit just to let you know. So when these things start happening and you see these accomplishments and a lot of things start coming up and bigger moves are made, uh, strides are made in whatever medium or forum I'm in, r regardless of what, you'll know that it was actionable steps that I put in place. Matter of fact, I have here an Excel spreadsheet that Lenore Batista created for me, and it's the June happiness roadmap. And I have it broken down into a lot of things. When I'm not going to, you know, if you guys want your same kind of roadmap, you may have to go to Lenore and she'll work it out. She's working on her workshops as we speak to help people. She's very good at that. Life coaching, motivational. That's her, that's her lane. Some people say that that's my lane too. I don't know. I just, I, you know, all I know is I know what worked in the past. I know what, I, I saw what made my mother successful when she, her positive energy and her influence and her, and her, her literal get to it, stick to it, that discipline. You get to it, and sometimes when you get to something, right? This is what's important. You get to something. Let's say we're going to the gym. Ah, we went to the gym two days straight. Oh, shoot. Look at us. Oh, we had chicken breast, no fat. Look at us now. Oh, asparagus, arugula, romaine hearts, and cherry tomatoes, lemon water. Oh, look at us doing great. Third day, ooh, same thing. Awesome. Fourth day, then fifth day. Ooh, I don't know. Sixth day, we're looking at that fast food commercial and we're, we practically smell it. But we stick to the script. We do it anyway. And then we're happy that we resisted the temptation, blah, blah, blah. And then guess what? For emotional eaters, hmm? I like to call them emotional sweeters because some people, they reach for sweets when they're emotional. When, they, when they're feeling down, they need an upper. You know, they need a, a boost. And so now all of a sudden you just went through something. You got hit with something on the, on the eighth, ninth day. Something, maybe it's in a relationship, maybe it's something at work, maybe it's something family related, don't know. And guess what? Are you still reaching for the tangerine? Are you still reaching for the pear or the apple? Are you still reading for the, uh, still reaching for the, uh, the trail mix? With the almonds and the and the dried raisins and the dried raspberries and all that, are you are you reaching for that, or did you reach for I don't know, little Hershey chocolate? Hmm? You reaching for the ruffle sour cream? Did you reach for a little cola? You know, s soft drink? Hmm? Is that what you do? So that's the problem. That's the thing. Get to it and stick to it. It's the stick to itiveness. It's the ability to have the discipline and the commitment to do the things even when we don't want to do them but we know that the only way to get to our end game is to do them is to do these things when we don't want to do it it's the 6 a.m workout because you know the rest of the day is going to be filled with everything else and the only time you can get to, to the gym is at 6 a.m but you have goals you want to look a certain way you want to feel a certain way maybe your doctor told you something you got to change this you got to mend that you got to you know, move this around and now guess what? Now guess what? This is this is where you are. You have to make these changes. Or maybe you've seen a picture of someone. Maybe you were on the gram or someplace and you were looking at some image and you said, you know what? I want to get to that. What do I need to do to get to that? What's the first thing I need to do? And oftentimes the first thing is not going to the gym. The first thing is changing your mind about yourself and about your routine, changing your mind about how your day is broken down, changing your mind about what to reach for when you're happy and when you're unhappy. What do I reach for? I know what I reach for. I reach for sweet and savory. I'm an emotional eater, just like the dude, um, was a dude in um, Austin Powers, the big fat dude. He said, I'm an emotional eater. I eat when I'm happy. I'm, I, I eat when I'm happy and I eat when I'm sad. You know what I mean? I eat when I'm happy. I'm happy when I eat. That's me. So I'm, the thing with me is if I'm in a joyous, festive mood, I reach for food. If I'm not in a joyous, festive mood, I reach for food. Right? So at that moment, then what? Where are we with that then? So for me, I have to have the right things available for me and the wrong things unavailable. That's why I don't bring junk food home. If I do decide to get a bag of chips, I get the small bag of chips from the Dollar Tree, the little 25-cent bag. I eat a couple of crunchy Doritos, and I throw the rest away. 
I'll eat three, four chips and I'll throw the rest away. If I'm fiending for a soda, I'll get a Sprite. I'll drink one third of it or I'm sorry, a quarter of it just to get that fizzle and that taste. And I'll throw the rest away. People will think that that's a waste of money, but it's not. It's training myself to wean myself off and it's portion control. So you think, oh, June, you just wasted like two dollars on the bottle. No, I didn't. I didn't waste anything. I'm training my mind to say that just because I have this whole bottle doesn't necessarily mean I need to drink this whole bottle because this is two to three servings worth of sugar. The, the amount of sugar that's in there, one quarter of that bottle is all I should be drinking as a human being. I should be. If, if I were to partake, I shouldn't be partaking into, in, into this uh, partaking in this soft drink at all. But if I am, drink a quarter of it. Sometimes that's one big gulp, like whap, boom, and I throw the rest away. I've done it plenty of times. I did it a week ago. That's what I did. I went to Dollar Tree. It was just in there. I was like, oh, shoot, yeah, let me get a bag of Doritos. Crunch, crunch. Before I even left the store, I opened it. By the time I got to the parking lot, by the time I got to my car, I already crunched on three, four chips, and there was a garbage can right by where I parked. I threw the rest in the garbage. Some people think that's waste. That's not a waste. That's staying disciplined into where I'm trying to go because I know that little negligible amount of chips is not going to be a net net loss to me if I do that just one time. But if I went and got the three, four dollar party size Super Bowl bag and brought it into the house and now it's in the pantry and me, I'll be up at night knowing that the chips are there and they're calling me like, hey, June, come on, man. Come on, man. You know you want to watch. You know you want to watch a couple of uh, uh, episodes of of The Sopranos right now and a couple of episodes of The Wire. Come on, man. You know. Come on. Season two is one of your favorite seasons. Come on out here. Have some chips with us. No, 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 no. Can't be in the house. So there's nothing in the pantry but dried raisin stuff and granola stuff and walnuts and stuff. And then if I go to the fridge and I want something sweet, got tangerine. I have apples. I have sliced pineapple in the freezer. I have sliced pineapple in the fridge. You want something sweet? Go reach for an orange. My water is fortified with lemon or cucumbers. You want something sweet? It's not going to be in the form of liquids. No. Mm -mm. Have a fruit. Wash it down with some water. Take your behind back to bed. That's what you have to do. So you have to prep for the life that you want. So it's before you even hit the weights and, oh, yeah, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, before you go to the gym, you got to go to the supermarket. Before you go to the supermarket, you got to think differently about what's in the supermarket. Before, before you, th you have to think about what's going to be in your fridge, what's going to be in your pantry, what's going to be in your cupboard. What's your cheat meal look like? Even your cheat meal is going to be different. Your cheat meal may be something more like Chipotle instead of a pizza. Where you just get, all right, let me just get the brown rice and a couple pieces of chicken and add a couple, little bit of sour cream. That sour cream is going to be your cheat. This is what I'm telling you guys. So a lot of the stuff that you're seeing online, when you see the finished product, the finished product is not easy to get to. It takes get to itiveness. You got to get to it. Then you got to stick to it. Then you have to have the, the commitment and the discipline to still do it even after the enthusiasm wears off. That's the key. After the fuel of the yay, I'm getting to it. And the reason why I'm saying this is because, look, there are clinical studies. This clinical study had over 3.5 million people involved in it. 3.5 million people. And it said one of the biggest reasons that resolutions fail <clears throat> is unrealistic expectations. Okay? So I'm sorry, it said about 60% of the New Year's resolutions were about health-related, not 80%. That was something else I was reading. So it's 55% of the New Year's resolutions were health-related, such as exercising and eating healthier. And then, of course, the rest was getting out of financial debt and financial issues, um, and, uh, relationship issues. And one of the main problems was people were having these big, big, big goals. And remember what we spoke about. The only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So you have to start with small changes. And they broke it down. Uh, this uh, um, Harvard uh, Medical School lecturer, his name is Dr. Marcelo Campos. And he says in his Harvard Health, Harvard Health uh, uh, blog post, he says to push you in the right direction, you have to ask yourself key questions. And those key questions are, why do you want to make the change? Is your goal concrete and measurable? What is your plan? Who can support you as you work toward change? And how will you celebrate your victories? 
This is important. Want me to repeat them? I'll repeat them. Question number one out of five questions. Question number one, why do you want to make the change? Is your goal concrete and measurable? What is your plan? Who can support you as you work toward change? How will you celebrate your victories? So why do you want to make the change? I want to make the change in my health because I have an idea of myself. I want to I want to be in peak health. And for me, peak health means that I'm muscular. That means I am in fantastic athletic shape. I'm an athlete. I have an athlete's nature in my mind. So for some people, getting in shape means reaching, being able to hit uh, uh, 3.5 or 4.0, doing a mile under, you know, 10 minutes or whatever the case Me. The idea of myself is I have to look like the athlete that I feel like in my mind. I have to get into that athletic shape because I know it's going to help me in the long run overcome injuries. It's going to help me overcome diseases. It boosts my immune system. And, and, and frankly, I, li- I like looking. I like that look on me. When I look at myself like that, it, it, it's, uh, it reveals to me the truth. It's an accurate depiction of how I see myself. Anything less than that doesn't feel or look like me. I feel as if I'm letting myself down if I don't look that way. And the only way to look that way is to put in a certain amount of work. So that's why I want to make those changes in certain places. And then goal, that's just me personally, but you guys are going to have your own uh, uh, um, um, answers to these questions. And this is very, very important because most of us, 80% of us are not are not um, living up to our own expectations for ourselves. Resolutions that we want, things that we thought about, things that we've said, listen, for me, I want to live this truth. When When you close your eyes, there's a vision of yourself that you have. Every single last one of us, we close our eyes and go, you know what? I want to feel like this. I want to look like this. I want to be like this. I want to be like this in a relationship. I want to be able to control my temper. I want to be able to say sorry. I want to be able to hold myself accountable. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to stick to this. I want to learn a new language. I want to learn a, a play an instrument. I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to gain 15 pounds. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go on a vacation. I want to save this amount of money. I want to make this amount of money. We all have that. Write all of that down, all of those things down. Who do you see when you close your eyes? What do you look like? How much do you weigh? What kind of physique do you have? What what hairstyle do you have? Is your skin clear? Is it blemish free? How, How are your teeth? What's your blood pressure? I mean, get specific. What's your blood pressure? What's your, what's your normal blood pressure? What, what, what do you consider normal? How fast do you want to run on a treadmill? How, how quickly do you want to get to a mile? If you're a workout person, what do you want your, your, your dumbbell curl? What do you want to be able to curl 10 pounds of easily? If you're on a bench, how much do you want to bench 10 reps of? I'm sorry, 10 reps of. How many, how many, how many dumbbell curls do you, do you want to do 10 times with ease? How much chest press do you want to do with ease? Dumbbell press do you want to do with ease? Ten times. Is it 50 pound dumbbells? Is it 30 pounds? Is it 100 pounds? What do you want to do? Then financially, where do you want to be? How much money do you want to make? How much money do you want to make by the time December 31st, 2022 comes around and we're going into 2023? How much money do you want to make? How much money do you want to save? How many good people do you want to meet? Do you want to make a new friend this year? A subs- do you want to do you want to strengthen and format the relationships you already have? Write it down. I'm telling you, none of these things are going to have first and foremost. Like I've said, I've said it before. There is a there's more than a hundred percent chance. There's a there's a they say there's almost a 200 percent probability likelihood that you'll do something if you write it down. If you decide to write it down, the likelihood goes up exponentially that you'll actually stick to it. Because now you're not just talking. You wrote it down and you wrote down a contract with yourself. You wrote a pact. You wrote a pact with yourself. So then when you go back and look at it, you cringe. You go, yeah, I did say I had to do that, right? Yeah, I got specific. Wow. I did say that, right? Yeah, you don't get to just say it and then move on to something else. And then forget that you said it because now you, you, in your consciousness, your, your, your mind has taken you to all so many different places. You don't get to do that when you write it down. When you write it down, no matter where your mind goes, it can bring you whoop 
right back to that statement that you wrote, right back to those line items that you wrote about what you want out of life. There's a lot going on in the world. I've said this before on, on, on previous episodes. We're going to need family more than we've ever needed them before, friends more than we've ever needed them before, and we're going to need to f- become friends with ourselves. Keep those promises to ourselves that we make more than ever. So that's why I told you guys last episode, I reached out to some people that I felt that I needed to make amends with, that I, need, I told letting them know how valuable they are, that they deserve explanations. They deserve to be told how valuable they are because they are valuable people. You know, treating people like the, the, the five-dimensional human beings that they are. I'm not going to get into what I mean by five dimensions, but that's, you know, most of us think we're three-dimensional beings. I think we're more than that, but I'm just letting them know how important they are. How important they are. Not just to me, but in general, just as human beings. So these little things that I'm doing, it's those little tiny, 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 tiny things, those infinitesimal things, those things, and some of them are uncomfortable. You know, reaching out to certain people, I don't know how they're going to react. They may be, they may tell me, June, why don't you go someplace? You know, go to a dark place, you know, kick a big rock barefoot. I don't know. So there's a little bit of apprehension there, but it's a small price to pay as far as I'm concerned to let to inform someone how important they are. And if and if I get, you know, something else in return that's negative, I'll deal with that. That's fine. That's fine. I will not respond with negativity on, on my end. I won't do it. That's not what this is going to be about. So it's going to take discipline. So the get to it, then the stick to it, and then the discipline, the commitment because it's not always going to be pleasant and fun. There's not always going to be an audience. You're not always going to post it on the gram or wherever and get support. Because one of the questions is, who can support you as you work toward change? Sometimes you don't have a big support system. Sometimes it's just you. Sometimes you're the one who wants to make the changes and your significant others like, yeah. You're like, hey, why don't you come with me? And they're like, yeah, no, that's your goal for yourself. When you close your eyes, that's how you see you. When I close my eyes, I don't see that. So you know what? If you want to do it, then you go ahead and do it. Okay? In many, many families, there's, there's that one musician. Not everybody's a musician. Not everybody was the athlete. There's that one basketball player, that one football player, that one boxer in the family. Right? Everybody else was just kind of doing their own thing, maybe. And this person, just for whatever reason, they said, I want to do this. And then, you know, maybe there are a couple of people in the family supported them. But they can't do the work for you. And they can't be on the practice field with you. They can't be in the, pract- they in the gym with you. They can't be in the ring with you. They can't be, they can't be in the room with you while you're rehearsing, your, playing your instrument, or studying your different language. I have a friend of mine. She speaks about five languages. She comes from a family that speaks English. That's it. Everybody's a native English speaker. She gravitated towards languages. And what did she do? She bought a bunch of books on languages. She bought a bunch of uh, software and, and, and learning tools online. And guess what? She knows a bunch of languages now. She speaks English, French, Spanish. She speaks Mandarin. She speaks Portuguese. And she speaks Italian. I think something else. I think she's working on something else now. Yeah. She sat in the room and she did it. She went to the library. She did it. She paid for the courses. She did it. No one else went with her. And sometimes that, that who can support you as you work toward change? D- just be like, hey, don't even write anybody's name in. You, write yourself in. Who can support you as you work towards change? Put myself. Because that's who's going to be there at those 5, 6 a.m. Um, um, workouts. That's going to be there when you're celebrating. Um, where it's a celebration and you're having seltzer. And you're not having, you know, the super fruity drink because you already had your your cheap beverage a couple of days prior. I've done it. I've done it where it's like, oh, can't have that. I got water in my cup. I got to tell people it's vodka just so they think I'm celebrating on the same length wavelength as they are. You know, oh, June, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking. A, yeah, I'm drinking a Belvedere. Oh, oh, yeah. Great, great, great. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. So it's not Grey Goose. It's not Belvy. It's freaking water sparkling water from the uh, from the uh, from the bar but you do it because you're disciplined it's, it's it's not fun it's not the most fun but i'm disciplined i realized i already had my cheap beverage i already I already did that 
maybe either either that day or three, four days before or whatever the case may be. And that's what you do. And sometimes if you're going to have one of those, if you're in, if we're going to stay in the health side of things, if you're going to have one of those cheat days, then make it a day where you're celebrating with someone saying, hey, listen, I'm about to have my little cheat meal. We should have it together. So you make it a social thing. I'm like, all right, have a cheat meal with somebody, you know. And then as far as finances go, and that 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 covers the whole gambit. What are we going to do? It's easy to save a penny than to than to make one. So there may be some things in your life that you may have to cut down on. Maybe that cell phone plan you have, hmm? you might have to cut down on that data plan. If you're if you're around a place that's constantly that that has Wi-Fi, maybe you don't need all that data on your phone streaming. Turn off that cellular data and use the Wi-Fi instead. Get a lower plan. Maybe you want to do that. Save that money and that money that you save, put it towards something. If you're going to save 10, 15, 20 dollars a month on that bill, put it towards something. Put it towards an investment. Put it towards a, a vacation fund, a rainy day fund. So that 20 dollars a month at the end of the year is a couple of hundred. Put it towards something else. Don't just have regular, just don't just have it to have it now and, and dispose of it. Right. And there's certain things in your life that you may want to cut down on. You may want to look at a cheaper insurance for your car. You may want to really start looking at some coupons when you go to the supermarket. You don't just walk around without the circular. We really look and be like, hey, are my items for sale? Is there a sale on the items that I like? Or should I just switch because my item that I like is never on sale and I found a comparable item that always is. I may have to switch brands. These little things and then you take that money and you have a plan for it. Be like, listen, I want to save $100 a month. How do I do that? I'd like to save $100 a month. That means you got to look at your insurance for your car, your cable. You got to talk to every single person that's taking money out of your pocket, every single entity. And then maybe go to your boss. Hey, is there is there some extra work I can do? Is there a is there a promotion available so I can make some extra money and save some extra money and put that money someplace? There are practical things you can do. I'm just going off the top right now. I'm just going off the top. These are little things. These are little things I've done in my life where I'm like, yo, I want to I want to make I want to have a couple of extra grand at the end of the year. How do I do that? So I use that raise money. I put that someplace. I use that money that saved the money. I put that someplace. And at the end of the year, I had a nice little something nest egg to do with to play with. And sometimes you say, you know what? I don't want to see that money. I want to put that money someplace. I remember one time I took that money, took myself on a lavish vacation. That's what I wanted. I said, I'm going to take myself someplace nice for my birthday. So January 1st, I told myself, November 4th, I'm not going to be anywhere in this hemisphere. I'm gone. And guess what? November 1st, I had a nice little nest egg. Ni November 4th, I'm sorry, which is my birthday. From January 1st, I said, no, I'm going to make more money this year and I'm going to save more money this year. And that money I make, that, that extra money I make, if it's even, ex if, even if it's only an extra 50 bucks per paycheck, I'm putting that towards something. And I did. Every single overtime check, I put it towards. So I took that overtime money and I put it towards something. That money that I saved, I saved money, off, whether it was my car insurance or my cable bill or this or a credit card I paid down. I got a low interest rate, whatever the case may be. I took that and I put that towards something. And then I took myself on one of, one of the most fabulous vacations I've ever taken. And it was all alone. I just got on a plane, had my passport stamped, gone, bong. That took work. That took get-to-itiveness, stick-to-itiveness, commitment, and discipline. You think that was always easy? I wasn't accustomed to looking at the coupon. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And, you know, and then adapting to this new normal that I put myself in. These things I was always readily willing to spend money on in a flippant fashion. No, no, now it's, oh, no, got to watch it. And nowadays you have Groupon. You say to yourself, yeah, you can go on a, we're going to go out on a date. But if, it, if we can't find it on Groupon, then we're not doing it. <laughs> Buy one, get one free is your friend. That's for people looking to make money. It's easier to save than to make new money. It's easier to save money than to make new money. You can look at things in your life right now that you don't need, that you could cut back on. That's what businesses do. Every single day, businesses are looking for ways to do what? Question mark. Cut costs. They're not always coming up with innovations. As a matter of fact, most businesses do not come up with innovations and new inventions that are going to sell, 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 sell. Businesses make money, especially when you become a multinational corporation. 
You know how you make money? By finding cheaper employment, finding cheaper ways, cheap labor, cheap, more efficient ways to get things from point A to point B to create, to manufacture, to ship, all of that. So the cost input, whether it's employment, we're looking to cut costs there. We're looking to, that person, that person, that auditor, that person who's working in supply chain and logistics, who knows how to cut corners and cut costs, not corners, but cost, that person is one of the most valuable people in the company. So your company is you, your entity is you, you are your incorporation, you are a businessman or woman because your business is you. So how can you cut costs in your life to bring about the outcomes that you want? What do you have to do to tighten up your belt, so to speak, as they say? Hmm? What you got to do? A little belt tightening. That's what they call it in corporate. Yeah, we got to do a little belt tightening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, people are, yeah, we're going to cut down on this. We're going to cut down on that. We're going to cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring in money. So if that means you got, if that's what you have to do, then do it. So it, may, it may taste a little bitter at first, maybe a little bit unpleasant, but it's necessary. This is what's necessary to make these changes as I sip my lemon water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want lemonade, but um, I'm a big fan of lemonade. I'm a big fan of pineapple lemonade or mango lemonade, but instead I have lemons and lukewarm water. Okay? Okay. Because lemonade isn't going to get me to my goals. I'm going to feel happy for that moment, but these momentary pleasures are exactly what they are. And oftentimes they have consequences. And if these momentary pleasures didn't have consequences, then I would, I would indulge in all of these momentary pleasures. And we all have them in our lives where it's like, I kind of want to do that. But then you think about the after effects and the consequences, repercussions and ramifications. You're like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to I'm going to abstain instead of indulge. That's where we are, people. Get to it. Stick to it. Discipline and commitment. It's about being enthusiastic about the, f the tedious things and still being able to do things after the enthusiasm has worn off and just stay in the moment. Don't think about the 25 page paper. Think about the first paragraph, line by line, paragraph by paragraph. That's it. It's not 25 pages. You just break it down via paragraph until you get to 25 and then it's it and you move on. That's what we're going to do. So in any case, guys, if you have any questions, concerns, kudos that you want to give out to me, whose world is this? 2021 at Gmail is where you can reach me. Email wise, you can reach me at whose world is this? 21 at gmail.com. So Instagram is whose world is this? 2021. And my email is whose world is this? 21 at gmail.com. My cash app, once again, is dollar sign j-u-n-b-e-a-u and my venmo is j-u-n-b-e-a-u i i accept all cash donations in usd currency or whatever currency will allow you to leave a cash app i am open to all donations day and night it is all good and if you're listening to me on apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a rating uh subscribe rate review leave a rating say hey the show is good the show is not whatever it doesn't matter just leave a review it's cool Spotify, of course, do the same. And please share and tell a friend. And happy still here. Talk to you soon.